What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Authentic Footsteps, where I am your host, Nico Williams. This is episode number seven of the podcast, and the title is White People. Yeah, it's a little controversial. We'll get into it in just a minute, but you know, we got to get into our first segment of the day. The Bible study while in Moses married a black woman. So we're looking at Numbers chapter 12. Let me tell you what happened. Um, Moses has a brother and a sister, and their names are Aaron and Miriam, and they speak out against Moses, because guess why? The Bible literally says, because she was an Ethiopian woman. Okay, the question is this. Okay, is this racism? Okay, it's probably less racism than it is culturalism. More like, it's more like, um, she's not one of us. Why would you marry someone who is not a part of our people? Now, this is what I love about the Bible, because look how God responds. God hears it, and he's like, yo, all three of y'all, y'all come to my house, because we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. God says, if there's a prophet that lives, a prophet of God that lives with y'all, usually, usually, I might speak to him in a dream. That ain't the way I'm communicating with Moses. I speaks with him face to face. How y'all have the audacity to look Moses in his face and say these things against him when he looks directly in my face. Okay, I'm paraphrasing here. But God defends Moses. By the way, Moses' wife's name is Zipporah, and she actually saves Moses' life in the presence of the Lord. Back to the issue at hand. God saw the problem and he spoke out against racism or culturalism or whatever it is you want to call it. And God doesn't stop there either. God is kind of funny in this because guess what happens next? God is like, y'all want to speak out against Moses, my servant, because his wife is black? I bet. And immediately Miriam breaks out in leprosy and her skin turns bright white. Okay, here's how this relates to us. We are the kind of people who are so, this is my people. You can't sit with us. You, y'all, y'all go over there. But God says this to the whole world. You were once not a people. But if you put your faith in Jesus, if you submit to what he has done for you on the cross, you are all now my people. You all belong to me. In this culture of your people, my people, can we just be God's people? Y'all, this is a brilliant segue into the footstep of today. Today, my guest host is a man of all peoples. I'm excited to bring on such a dope and wise personality. Say hello to the people, my man, Tanner Ho. What's going on? I think I'm big Neek. Thank you for having me. Man, I really am grateful to have you on. Dog. I'm honored to be here. Man, I'm just I'm just excited. I'm, I, I'm truly honored. I, it's been awesome just getting ready. If y'all know Tanner, Tanner is the funniest. Uh, He's the coolest. He's the dopest. He no. knows every lyric to any kind of CHH, Christian hip hop, oh, not goodness. just hip hop in general. He's that guy. Man, I like hip hop. He also does crazy impersonations. I do. You want me to give him one? Give him one. Give him one. one. Okay. Listener, uh, I hope you're doing well today. Um, Big Neek here is under the impression I don't sound like him. Let's let you be the judge. Okay. I really you don't ready? think that that sounds like me. Hold on. Okay. A man stands at the corner in a pair of thatted jeans, and he, he reaches into his pocket to see what it means, and he pauses. I hate this guy. With the love of Christ. Hey. <laughs> Was that me or you? I don't know. I know for a fact it wasn't me. <laughs> but you know what? He sounds like everybody else that he impersonates, so 
I guess I'm just gonna let this slip. Like, it's gotta be me if everybody At else least, is just a little wow. bit, just a little bit. Yes. Anyway, sin on top of sin on top of sin. You remember that one? This guy. That was my favorite. Anyway, um, uh, all my guest hosts, I always ask the same opening question: What is one experience that has shaped who you are today? Man, this is a great question. I don't know if this is what everybody does, but the way I came to faith, um, I just can't, that can't not be my answer. Um, man, like I came into college at NC State ready to just be done with, with just kind of my old life. Family was, was dramatic and I, I was just, I was a fool. First semester, I was wilding. Second mm-hmm. semester, I was in a basketball tournament. We would camp out for UNC tickets. That was our big thing. Oh, and, you went. There? I went to NC State, oh. so I was camping out for for Carolina tickets. It's like a midnight basketball tournament. It uh-huh. was like they make it a big deal. Uh-huh. And um, this dude, right after we lost dramatically, and I was the hothead throwing the ball, all that stuff. This dude ended up going to Jimmy John's with us, and he was like asking me questions and just trying to get to know me. Like literally, I talked the whole time, and I just thought he was the coolest dude. We had a lot in common. Started hanging out. He's like, "You want to read the Bible?" I was like, "Okay." And uh, <laughs> Over the next couple months, man, he just pursued me with love that I just didn't even know existed, man. Like, I mean, I would lose a flag football game on a pick six, which I threw. I'm, like, yelling at a ref, trying to blame it on them, like, about to be suspended from intramurals and stuff. And, like, literally other teams would have so many fans. People avoided us like the plague because of guys like me. And he would be right there and then come up to me after the game. He wouldn't lecture me be like, hey, man, you know, like, you can be – you can chill out. He would just be like, you want to get some food? And man, he just, he just, I told him one day at his uh, wedding, I told him like he claimed me in Jesus mm. name. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. he wasn't going to leave me. Mm. And uh, man, it just, it just, it changed me, Nick. I can't, like this dude became Jesus to me. He was wow. teaching me the the word, but he was also, so man, yeah, I, I hope everybody gets a brother like that. Man, that's that incarnational. It, I mean, <sighs> Dude, it was it was powerful, man. Mm. Even even like as I was thinking about it, I was choking up. I was like, dang. So yeah. <laughs> you gotta love those kind of people. Man. You do, man. I think you even gotta be those kind of people. Bro, I mean, it's people just it's the reality. Like I used to walk by, like, hey, come to our Christian event type stuff, and like we'd make fun of them. You know what I mean? And like next thing I know, the Lord was so patient and kind, he he sent somebody into my world. You know mm. what I'm saying? And we missed that. We do, we miss man. that. It's like, I'm going to share the gospel with you. And if you don't get it, the Lord ain't working in your life. Sure, sure. You know what I'm saying? And, like, and man, I totally get there's room for all kinds. Of, I'm not I'm not trying to advocate for one type of, you know, evangelism, mission, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But um, you, you got to show people something they ain't seen, man. There I mean, there is a place. There is, man. It's go into somebody's It's world. salty. That's what that's what yeah. the Bible's taught. You just different. You know what I'm saying? Like, who does that? Like, <laughs> nobody. You know what I'm saying? Nobody does that. Nobody. Especially, he was a college student. Mm-hmm. This wasn't some, like, pro. Mm-hmm. This dude was a junior. He just decided. He Tanner just is decided. Be my guy. He did. Love people do that. I love that. Yes. Anyway, um, man, the title of this episode is called White People. <laughs> I know somebody's like, oh, yeah, yeah. if I just said black people. Right, right, right. I did that on purpose. Hello. I create a little controversy. Yeah, nah. So can I love look it. In. I want them to love be it. on the, on the Yeah. Episode. Nah. Here's the funny thing. When you first told me that would be the name of the episode, I was like, 
Nick, man, how you gonna have me represent all white people? And then I was like, wait, uh, <laughs> all the time I remember it was like, hey man, how do black people feel about it? It's like, come on, man. So yeah, let's get so that out okay. of the way. I'm yeah. not trying to, nah. you're not trying to represent all white nope. people. Show just, it. It's just a, <laughs> it's, it's clickbait. It is. It's, it's a good title. Bait. It's a great it's title. Bait, okay. All right. Let me just get this out there. I love white people. I love <laughs> all people because God made me a part of his people. So amen, I amen. love people. And so I'm not saying this in a derogatory term. It's literally just clickbait. Okay. So anyway. It's out there. Um, it's out there. So the episode is called White People. Okay, you're a white dude, but Thanks. you're one of those unique white people who seem like they can relate to anybody, anywhere, regardless okay. of their background. Sure. Why do you think that is? Man, so my answer is, looking back on my story, the Lord was doing a lot of things in my childhood that I didn't know. I wasn't following him. I was just living life, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then once I came to faith and some stuff started happening, I was able to reinterpret what had happened. And then kind of looking forward, I could make some decisions about how it's going to be different. Let me give you a few examples. So like I grew up in a affluent place. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a lot of money. We lived right near, um, you know, kind of like the project development in my city. And man, these were my friends. Like I didn't have all these categories of like, that's the, I just hung out with them. Mm -hmm. Like I would go into their, into the place and like mm -hmm. play ball in there. And like, literally people would be like, oh, you did what? You know? And like, at the time I wasn't like understand what was going on i was just hanging out with these guys you know and like a couple of most of my friends i was in middle school like okay. sixth seventh grade i would sit at like the lunch table and i was the only white guy at the lunch table mm -hmm. um and for years these guys were in my classes you know and then like man just a couple things just stand out looking back but i didn't know what was going on then mm -hmm. like one of my teammates just as smart as me basketball team genius we're always competing he got kicked off the basketball team for something silly we legit like Man, I found out a couple years later, he kind of got, he switched schools, got involved in a gang. Like, I heard mm. he, like, died. Mm. I had another friend. Like, it just was crazy. Once I got into high school, I wasn't in classes with these guys anymore after, like, ninth grade. We're playing football together. We're on teams together, but not in classes. So, like, I didn't know what was going on. Mm. Categories of systemic, all those conversations. I didn't know that. It was happening, you know? Like, people I've been friends with for years aren't around me anymore. Um, and then another kind of big experience in my life, my first day of freshman year, I was trying to go hang out with like the cool white kids on the, on the lawn at lunch. Mm -hmm. And man, I won't even share what he said on the podcast, but in front of a group of people, he, he embarrassed me really bad, like the head guy. Um, and man, I just made the decision. I was like, man, I'm going to hang out with people that treat me good. And it just, it just was, it just was black people, man. I don't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> And then junior, senior year, I kind of got I got back into like the cool guy scene um, with some of the, the the white people at my school. Go to NC State on my hall. Like I was just friends with the black guys. And like the crazy thing, though, Nick, and again, I hadn't pieced all this together yet. I was just being friends with people who were friends with me. Yeah. Yeah. But I come to faith. OK. With that guy I was just telling you about. Is it a white guy? Yeah. Okay. Within three months. My me and my black friends, like it wasn't the same anymore mm -hmm. like they came to a couple of our events everybody there was white and they were just mm -hmm. like t man like you know it that was traumatic for me mm -hmm. um and some some stuff just throughout college fast forward then i i my first job out of college was at a title one high school mm -hmm. and like man just that was eye-opening from the standpoint of Can you talk about title one 
so everybody knows. Yeah, man. So um, honestly, I, I don't know the, the the technical, technical, technical definition. Um, man, the, the reality is the school is like 95 percent, you know, black. Minority. Yeah, minority and black in particular. Um, the, the school's rep, you know, in the county is going, oh, you know, people are like acting like they're scared for me and stuff uh, like that. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, what are you talking about? Like, I just work there. Pretty much, I'll, I'll, sell it, I'll say this funny story, throw myself under the bus. Um, so just, so I'm not like this up in culture. I, I'm an idiot too. Like, I, I, bro, this is no lie. All these teachers had Jiho on their door, okay? Uh, uh, they would just have Jiho. They're all talking. Gotta define Jiho for everybody. Okay, greatest homecoming greatest on, earth. Home, home, on earth. On earth. On earth, but I didn't where, know that. Because of North Carolina A&T State University. Aggie pride. You can't say if you didn't go. That's right. You can, I can start it, and you might can go I can, with okay. it. Okay. But you can't say See, it. I'm learning right now. I'm learning. So if I say, can I get an Aggie, right? <laughs> Aggie, right? Okay, funny story, too. We ain't got time for all this. I actually had a full ride to North Carolina Central that I turned down to go to NC State. No, you didn't. I went to the, I went to the like. It's probably better anyway, because, you know. <laughs> they they rivals. They were I went to, like, the, the orientation, all that, and I was sitting in the crowd, and they would just say, you know, Eagle Pride. And they'd be like, <laughs> amplified, you know, I, the whole thing. Um, but yeah, G hills all over the doors and like literally nobody told me what that meant. It was all on one Oh two jams, but no one was defining it. You know what I'm saying? So guess what I thought it meant, man. What? So they would say it on one Oh two jams. They're talking about parties and stuff. So they'd be like, G O G O $1 out, $2 beer. So I'm like, Oh, it means get here or else. (laughs) It means get here or else. And I told my assistant principal that who went to A&T and this man told every single person in the school, man. I mean, just door to door. Hey, guess what T thought uh, G-Ho meant? Get here yep. or else. My man Will Ferguson thought that was the funniest thing he uh, ever heard. Yep, yep. Get here. Yep. But the that that school, man, Are it opened my... That's Gio. I thought it was a verb. I thought it was a command, not an event. You feel you what I'm saying? G- you better G-O. It's like be here or be there, be square. That's you it, man. G-O. That's it. You better G-O. But it's a noun, people. Uh, Greatest home. <laughs> so, man, I'll say all that to say once I was at this school and my eyes were open oh, to like, man, you know, and then I ended up taking a, a job at another school and literally it's like that whole world like disappeared, you know, like. It's like all those people, you know, live over there, go to school there, the teachers, and like I'm not intersected with them anymore. So like my mind was open, like as a lover of the gospel, and like I love these people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, like we ain't running in the same circles no more. So like I would say that my background story, the Lord's just always had me, mm-hmm. you know, just interpersonally, but that wasn't because I was some enlightened kid. Yeah. I just it was, man, these people genuinely are treating me better. Yeah. So I'm not trying to like that's just the way it was. Yeah. And then my eyes got open the older I got. I came to faith. Yeah. And then I just started asking some questions like, why is it this way? You know what I'm saying? What are we doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, what? I'm so confused. Like, and then the, yeah, man, it gets, it gets layered. You know what I'm saying? But um, that's kind of when my eyes really got open um, after coming to faith and like reanalyzing, like, why did I just lose friends when I came to faith? You know what I'm saying? And it had nothing to do. Crazy thing is all them jokers said they were Christians. Yeah, yeah. And wanted nothing to do with me no more. Yeah. yeah. I was like, dang. Man, uh, you you know Isaac. Isaac. Oh, yeah. Isaac was my best man. He's my best friend That in dude is the man. Shout out to Isaac. He, I remember him telling me, like, he got saved at, like, FCA in high school. Mm. Fellowship of Christian athletes. Yep. And, you know, white people. Yep. And um, just the discipleship model 
was just like from white people. Yep. And so like that what was communicated to him, not through words, yeah. was to be black oh. is to not be Christian. Oof. Like, like black black culture. culture. Like you yes. gotta drop all yes. these things. Yes. You can keep your skin. You can keep your skin, but you can't oh, do nothing else. And like oh, and this goodness. is not communicated by words. No. It's just like now everything know, that you man. do is Christian, everywhere you go, you just see white people. I and know, it was just man. like I just remember I remember oh, thinking like, man, it's crazy, right? I know. It's like you know, and like even now, like I'm walking through like, you know, gospel centrality. This sure. is the idea that like sure. Jesus is the center of the Bible, which is sure. something that I, I agree with and I, I believe is true. Sure. But it's like, man, when people awaken to that, mm. it's like everything else is wrong. Mm. Every other piece of your culture is mm. not true. Mm, mm, and mm. I, I, I went through that. Like, mm. I remember thinking the black church got problems. We mm. need to, y'all, y'all ain't doing things right. Y'all Jeez. need to look at things. Y'all. Oh, I just, I, you stiff, the stiff arm feeling of like, yeah, like I, got, I remember, mm. I remember like, mm. this is the right way to go. And like, I'm going to step away from black culture. And it I feels just, like it, it becomes a black versus white it thing. A black versus it does. White thing. And it's, oh, and, it, and it was totally, uh, Y'all, y'all, as in like my black culture, didn't have theology, mm. and it's like y'all need to get this. Yeah, I just yep. uh, I cringe, yep. Yep. I cringe. And man, I was me. I was so confused in the Andrews environment. I'm like, I, I man, I sent an email to a very prominent leader, uh-huh. like a very prominent leader, and uh-huh. just like I read his book. Uh-huh. I like some like you know like black theology. I was I was just trying. I just wanted to understand, uh-huh. Nick. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I was like, what is happening right now? Like none of them jokers knew who Tim Keller was, but like love the Lord up in there. And like, I'm like so confused. Like multiple of my coworkers were pastors on the weekend, male and female, yeah. bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, oh, you got a church? You're like, yeah, 30 people. Like just, just cultural differences. I mean, just, and I'm like, man, what's cultural? What's biblical? I'm like, I, I was lost, shook, <laughs> but it didn't seem like a ton of people were care to ask those questions that much you know what i'm saying at the first school that you were at versus the second school meaning like in my christian culture not uh-huh. a ton of people are asking those questions in my immediate context so i was having to read and podcast and like uh, find people that were like going down this this road yes because but like and I, i'm not like just where i am in my walk today sure it's like you don't know what you don't know Correct. You know what I mean? And like you won't know that you don't know something until you realize like Jiho. I don't know. Yeah. That's it. I don't know this. It ain't a so it's like it's hard. It's hard to like, yo, you need to know this. Yeah. And then the other thing, I was listening to a podcast or something. I was watching something and it was just like, no, I was talking to my friend. And he was like, Our issues, like your issues are your issues. Mm. And you can't expect somebody else to be a champion. For your issue. Sheesh. And I was like, okay. How'd you feel about that? I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Sure. It's, it's like, man, for instance, just because just we're talking about race or whatever. Sure. If there's an issue like in the black community, it's cool if somebody comes in and is like, yo, I want to be an ally or whatever. Mm. But it's like, you're not going to fight for it the same way because it doesn't affect you mm-hmm. in the same way. Mm-hmm. And because it doesn't affect yep. you in the same way, it's like, you yep. You know, I can't yep. expect you yep. to fight for yep. just another example. I can't expect you to fight for my issues in my home with my wife. Sure. Because that's my that's my family. Sure. And if, I want you to stand with me. I want you to call me out. I want you to like sure. help build me up. Like yep. you can't you can't yep. fight for that issue. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like I need you need support. Sure. But it's like mm. And I think 
to that point when my eyes were first getting open, it's so personal, you know, and you're so like, like, why don't y'all care? Like, it's so, it's so easy to get so frustrated. You want quick fixes. I listened to every podcast that was just like racial reconciliation. And it's like, oh, I'm about to learn how to fix this massive thing and reading this book and listening yeah. to that ain't going to happen. Um, Not today. And you're going to, that's right. And you know, Not I, even next week. Nope. And I've been to all the panels where they talk about race. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Great things. Uh-huh. Uh, and conversations are needed, but I found myself like, yo, what is I? And now I feel like even now I'm like trying to rethink, like, what are the long, what, how do I play the long game and not lose the passion I had mm-hmm. in the short game? You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Solutions are always long game solutions, Neek. Yeah. You know this. Yes. You know this. You know this. But you don't want to lose the zeal mm-hmm. of somebody who just figures something out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the irony is now even the old me might look at where I'm at right now and be like, you sold out. You feel what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And that will happen. Yeah. yeah. That it's, will happen it's to about people. The wisdom. You know, yes. you gotta have the wisdom because it's oh, like- it, oh, absolutely, man. Like it if it becomes you got in today's culture, it's gotten into it's gotten into Christian culture now. Where it's like, hey man, this is what it means to be legit on this issue. And if you don't do this on this issue, you ain't legit. You ain't mature. So you ain't a Christian maybe? I've got to be careful because I've got to find like, God, what are you calling me to? And I trust you and not just because, man, in this climate, there's going to be pe- there's going to be a new book. Or there's going to be a new thing that's saying this is it. This is, the thing. this is it. And I'm going to listen to it. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to find those things and develop the gospel confidence to move forward in a kind of just be a trailblazer in unknown mm-hmm. char- charted territory here. And also... <laughs> I might get people who follow me and not have the same heart I have, kind of like you were just saying. Mm-hmm. Like they might not feel it the way I do, but they rolling with me. Mm-hmm. And then they get misinterpreted and it's put back on me because the higher you step up in yep. leadership, it all goes back to you. Yep. Which leads us to this question. Yes. All right. Multiculturalism. Yes. In churches. Yes. Let's talk about it. Should we pursue it as people? Should we pursue it as church? Sure. As churches? What's your take? Yes. What is the biblical stance? Yes. Man, so I don't, I'm going to start with the Bible part. I listened to a sermon recently that hit me a little bit, um, and I'm I'm still wrestling with this, okay? Okay. So, like, man, Ephesians 2, after verse 10, he called it the other Ephesians 2. Um, (laughs) I love that. And, um, man, he was talking about how, like, um, so, like, the Jew-Gentile stuff was massive because it it was a problem on your access to God. One group genuinely in their flesh thought we've got something you don't got like with God, like not not like like we have the front row seat. Like literally, if you go read the text, it's like you who are far off and you who are near. So it's talking about how it's like temple language, like literally the Jews got closer up at the temple. Yeah, the Holy of Holies Gentiles way in the back. And I'm like and he was just talking about how like when you read the text and how Christ has made one out of all. And he was just talking about like, man. When we talk about reconciliation, that's something Jesus has done before something we go do. And he was just talking about like, man, you got to be careful because like Jesus has broken down the hostility. Like he has, like he has, like he has done it. That's not something you do. He's done it. Yeah, It's something you got to walk in. And that, that spent me upside the head. Um, Now, multiculturalism is different. And this, this is so hard for me, Nick, because like, 
I think a lot of Christians, when you lay out what it means of like, man, we want to reflect the community, you know, we want to, we want to, yeah. we want to be a church that's a witness to the world. That and like now, now good. we start getting in and do you name your church multi-ethnic or just, is it church? You know what I'm saying? And then when people come, it, it does have multiple ethnicities, you know what I'm saying? And I'm thinking through that. Um, so the, the, the rub is that sociological implications are coming in. So like, for instance, if a certain area has a certain school and certain home values and a certain race makeup in that area, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you can preach till you're blue in the face that those people need to be multicultural, but their world isn't multicultural, yeah. bro. You know what I'm saying? Bro, go, man. I People are scared to go to Four Seasons Ball, Neek. No, they're not. I promise no, you. No, they're not. I you're Neek, lying Neek, to me. Neek, I'm telling you, man. To go to the mall? Four Seasons. Because there's been shootings there. I'm just trying to be real. I'm just trying to give you, like, so when we talk multiculturalism, what it takes to get there, because everybody's heart is there, mm -hmm. okay? So the question is, is where does your theology and intentionality start to meet? You know what I'm saying? Man. And it's like, man, like, for me... You know, you, you, you just got to think through some of those big things where you live. Mm -hmm. I could have this much. Do I have that much? The, mm -hmm. the schools my kids go to, the, mm -hmm. the, the extracurriculars, the, the, you know, when you begin to have means. Mm -hmm. Man, a lot of spaces with a lot of means look the same. See, well, here's my thing. You feel what I'm saying? Here's my thing. Everybody's not going to come to your church. I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Every church is not for Correct. everybody. Correct. So when we, this is where I, I, I think I'm kind of falling. It's like, when we want to be multicultural or multi, yes. multi ethnic, it's not going to appeal to all the ethnicities no. that you want in no. your church. No. And so I don't know. I'm. This is an idea. Yes. This is going to sound like we're regressing, but whatever. Sure. For the sake of the gospel, sure. I might say this. Why not say this is a church that is aimed at reaching? Sure. Affluent white people. Sure. This is a church that is sure. aimed at reaching affluent black people. Sure. Or whatever. And like we look at that and think, oh, that's segregation. Yeah, well, maybe it is, but sure. maybe it's also like, is this a space where people who don't know the gospel can be comfortable in receiving the gospel? I don't know. Y'all sure. email me if y'all think I'm wrong on this. I don't know if we'll have coffee and talk about it, but <laughs> sure. Yeah, as far as like, man, when it comes to anything church. I lean towards there's policy of the church and then there's the culture within the church. Okay. So like a policy would be, this is the type of church we are. You're making that statement as the lead pastor, mm -hmm. right? This is who we are. Mm -hmm. You've just kind of done something. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now, if you just say we start in a church and people are just looking at your team and it's looking a certain way, that's going to just catch on to the types mm -hmm. of people that are. So I'm trying to find the line between where I draw lines and I let my life be the line. You feel what I'm saying? Um, because, you know, we've talked about this. Churches are going to gravitate to what they are. The default in a lot of instances is going to be whiteness. You know what I'm saying? If the if the lead pastor is, is a white man or whatever. Um, so the question is, is how much is it? my church's policies lend itself to multiculturalism mm -hmm. versus like, man, that's our heartbeat and that's what we want. And in back rooms, we're praying about it and it just bleeds into everything mm -hmm. we do. You feel what I'm saying? Man, I'm going to have to cut you there because we're do running it. out of time. Cut me. But this has been great. Here's your last two questions. What has been the, um, 
what is the hardest thing about authentically following Jesus? Yes. What's the best thing about authentically following Jesus? You got two minutes for both of those questions. I got you. Hardest thing, man, how quickly you could go from wanting to follow Jesus to just be him. Um, like you, and I think about this all the time, like, you know, Genesis three, mm-hmm. where eating the fruits, cause I could be like God, like one minute I want to follow the Lord and I'm humble and I'm like, man, God's glory alone. Then you hear somebody else gets an opportunity and you're like, dang, I should have gotten that. Mm-hmm. And this, ha- I, I realized this, uh, when Lecrae put out background back in the day and you're like, oh, I could play the background. And you're like, and then KB came out with a song called, I can't play the background. And he said, uh, they want me to open for Triple E, Triple E should open for me, me. And it was just a song of confession of like, oh. he wants to be the background, oh. but in his flesh, he can't. Oh. So that's the hardest part is like, what is, what is wrong with you, Tanner? Like there are days where I'm like, why are you thinking that? What is wrong with you? Why are you still there? You're supposed to be in grace. So it could be exhausting to fight sin. The good, the best part is that, man, you ain't calling the shots no more. Like, man, he's just, he's making you new. Um, you know, it's like when you, you, I've heard you break your back and learn to walk again. Like Mm. I have years of downloaded horrible habits, sinful, just let it roll. Mm -hmm. And the Lord is redeeming me. Peace by peace. Amen. Amen. Y'all, here's our faith challenge. I got one minute to get there. Here it is. There are actually two. Number one, invite someone who who is not your people into your people. Next time you go out or have a function or do something together, invite somebody that you wouldn't normally invite. This definitely takes a good bit of effort, but because you'll be their primary friend, you have to be their friend at the function because they don't know anyone else but you. So invite somebody in and really be intentional about loving them and inviting them. And then number two, ask to be a part of somebody else's people. Maybe it's the same person you're going to invite into your crew. Just ask, can you go over there and sit and chill? Or if you drink coffee, drink coffee, whatever it is, just do your best to go over to where the person is and be with them. Y'all, that has been this episode of Authentic Footsteps. White people, tell them bye, 10-10. <laughs> bye. <laughs> See y'all.